Since the pandemic, people all over the country are quitting their jobs. And right now, Texas is the United States job quitting capital. Today, I'm talking with CityCast contributor Aunt Rochelle Dorsey, who recently quit her job as social media manager at Amazon's Houston office. What is up with this trend? Is Houston still the country's hardest hustling city? It's Friday, January 7, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. Aunt Rochelle, I hear that you quit your job lately and that you are part of a giant national movement. Tell me about this. Listen, Lisa, the great resignation is here. And it's not just here in Houston, it's all over the world. If you haven't heard of the term the great resignation, the great resignation is this massive wave of executives, people in high standard, or just everyday people who have quit their jobs due to being at home quarantined from COVID because they realize if I could do this job from home, then what else can I do? A lot of people in our area have recognized that being at home has actually been more beneficial to them than being at work. People, I mean, I'm, <laughs> Lisa, like seriously, haven't you noticed that being in quarantine has actually made you a little more productive? I have always liked working at home. I like to go into the office to hang out and talk with people, but I get more done at home. Very much so. I'm going to be so honest with you. I definitely um, had a very high profile job with Amazon and saw a virtual position at, uh, since October of 2020. I have been working at home. But once I got that virtual position, because I had an enormous amount of mom guilt. If you know what mom guilt mm -hmm. is, it's for new mothers who are going back into the workforce and they feel so bad about leaving their young children, their new babies at home because yeah. they have to provide for them. Okay, so so like what were you doing before at, when you were going into the office? What was, what was that like? When I was going into the office, it was great because I'm a social <laughs> butterfly. It was great. I was at work all day, you know, bossing people around, being wonderful, you know, okay. getting stuff done, you know. Um, but I have to be honest, I was always thinking about what is my baby do? Or when I would come home and he's all of a sudden count to 10 and he's only what? 15 months old. Exactly. And I was saying, is he saying five, six and seven? <laughs> and, and I was just like, I'm missing all of this. And I'm working these long hours and arguing with these grownups when I'm like, man, I could be at home with my kid playing. How does this play out in your personal life? What did you do then once you realized? What I did was I took a virtual position in October of 2020 because I said, good, now I could be at home with my baby. This will be a wonderful thing. This will be great. And simultaneously, I entered into grad school because I was like, now. Because you are insane. That is too much. All right. Do you think it's too much? I didn't. <laughs> at the time, I thought it was a wonderful idea. Uh -huh. <laughs> Until okay, okay. I got home and my baby didn't want me there. And I was like, what the hell did I, what was I doing? How did I think that this would be great? But it helped me tap into my number one passion is that being a creative. And I realized that although my child was asking me to go to work every day, 
and I had these deadlines to do for grad school, I was able to tap into all of the wonderful things about myself that truly made me happy. So what kind of creative stuff did you do? I created a web series called Eating With Sis, where I was calling these wonderful women of Houston who I know, these boss bitches who were wonderful, who were entrepreneurs, who were doing great things. And I was like, this is where it said in my creative brain, open wide up like it had never before. And I decided this is what I want to do. But had I never been a part of the great resignation, had I never took a step back and decided to be at home, had I never been a part of a national pandemic, I don't know that I would be here today with you guys. Uh -huh. And I'm not the only person, I'm not the only Houstonian who has recognized this. So who else do you know about? Dequilla Bratcher is a woman who I know and love. I've known her since she was a little girl who have decided that I'm going to bake cakes. And she has become a TikTok phenomenon on baking cakes. Ooh, tell me about those cakes. So these cakes are phenomenal. And she just always loved baking, but she started getting better. And she showed you via TikTok her journey. And it's called Delicious Cakes on TikTok. Anybody else? Mimi Irving, top level uh, Chevron Mobile executive, darling. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. She was okay. A, a fitness guru. She has won several fitness competitions. And she opened Fitty Wraps, which is a... A a headband <laughs> line. It started with the headband because uh -huh. she had some beautiful natural hair. And she was yeah. like, my hair was sweating. So when I would put my hair up, it would help the, the sweat to moisturize my hair. Something like I never thought about because I'm not a workout yeah. girl. But she <laughs> thought about it, right? So then she opened up her Fitty Wrap Lonely, which is uh -huh. now Fitty Wrap Apparel. And now her brand is now sponsoring her in her next workout competition. Okay, so is she still at ExxonMobil? No, child, she quit. Oh, she quit. wow. She quit. But had the pandemic never happened, I don't think she would have been able to market her business like she wanted to. I don't think she would have been able to brand her business like she wanted to. She would have been able to do the research to find out what works for her business. Now, the oh, money from wow. Chevron probably did work, darling. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but she was able to dive into her right. passion, which is working out yeah. and looking good. So I saw a Houston Chronicle article last month with federal stats that said that Texas was the job-quitting capital of the U.S. Texas had way more people leaving their jobs than California did, even though California's workforce is, oh, a third larger. It's different in Texas because we are, the, we are leading the charge of everybody quitting. We're saying we're rolling out, baby. We're leading the charge. There are so many executive level positions. Check out Indeed. Just go to Indeed uh -huh. and see all of the jobs that are asking for people to come. And not just asking for people to come. They're giving them a remote option because oh. they're understanding that people are now wanting to be at home. And how did working at home go for you? Now, I am not one of those people because I told you from the beginning, <laughs> I realized when I got home, I'm not that kind of mama. Okay. <laughs> I think a lot of people who've stayed with small children realize that pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I am not that kind of mama. I forgot he got to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but we had to work it out. I thought it was going to be cool having him as my coworker, but that didn't work out. Okay. But for other moms, it's working. For other parents, it's working. How on earth? earth do they make that work 
they're able to multitask in a way that nobody ever thought they could. Studies have shown that people who work from home have actually been more productive yeah. because they're able to sleep in until their 10 o'clock meeting. They're able to get that deadline done and they're able to work faster because now they're at home. They don't feel like they're missing anything. Yeah. They can work around their schedule with their at home. They have everything they need and love right there in the same room. And I totally, totally understand that. Also, they wouldn't have to commute. Houston has one of the longest commutes in the country. It's like a half hour each way. So if you're working at home, not going into the office, you'd save an entire hour a day. Yes, and believe it or not, traffic is still bad because people still out there. Dying. Right, right. Traffic is still bad, but at least you're not in it. <laughs> I like to end segments by asking, what is making you happy right now? What is good in Houston in your life? Listen, I'm going to tell you something that I learned that everybody has been talking about well actually not everybody just a few of my friends have been talking about it is called the medicine ball from starbucks now no, wait, is out. this a drink it's called the, if you are sick yeah or if you feeling like that omarion is creeping up on you <laughs> you go to starbucks <laughs> and you ask for a medicine ball or a cold buster that's another name okay. but if they say they don't have that this is what you do you asked for a honey citrus mint Oh, this tea, is like a secret okay? menu thing. I don't know what it is, but it has blessed my life, okay? <laughs> and I will be getting it for every day from now on. So it's called a honey citrus mint tea, okay? okay. It's under the teas. Uh -huh. Now, this particular tea, this drink contains peach green tea, and it's a mixture of hot water and steamed lemonade. I ain't never had no steamed lemonade, <laughs> Okay. But it has blessed my soul. Uh -huh. Now, if you really want to take it up a notch, yeah. make sure you add honey and peppermint. Baby, I took a whiff yeah. of it. I just was smelling it. It opened my nose wide Nasal open, baby. Nasal passages are singing. Your immune system is dancing. They ate all of that. My, <laughs> I was, this blessed me. Couldn't you just make this at home? Pull out some yes, tea bags and some lemons and hot water. Absolutely. They definitely have a mixture to where you can get it at home. But if you're like me, and if you just like people to do things for you, you want to pay for convenience, <laughs> you go to Starbucks and you ask for the medicine ball, okay? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Aunt Rochelle. You're welcome. Thank you, Lisa. Next, we got some news. I'm with producer Farrell Gibbs. Farrell, what is going on in Houston? Well, an acquaintance of yours, Dr. Peter Hotez. Oh, one of my favorite sources, the vaccine researcher who talks about COVID all the time as a talking head on cable TV, right? That is precisely the person. He put out a series of tweets today. He said he was asked his thoughts on what the post-Omicron world would look like, especially for the U.S. Ooh, what does he say? Well, first of all, he says that it is perilous to make pandemic predictions, but he goes on and does it anyway. He gives a few scenarios. He gives four scenarios. Okay. Scenario one is an annual winter peak. Uh -huh. That was put forth by a colleague of his. So like the flu. Right. Right. Like the, something you battle mm -hmm. every year. Scenario two, he called happy endings. <laughs> uh, in his view, it's the least plausible. Uh-huh. But it 
makes Omicron the mild virus that infects everyone to establish, finally, global herd immunity. Right, right. Scenario three, more of the same. Waves and waves of new COVID arise from the unvaccinated Southern Hemisphere. He, He talked about that, remember, when he was on the show not too long ago. And finally, scenario four, he starts out by using a graphic featuring the hairband Twisted Sister singing, We're Not Gonna Take It. (laughs) And uh, he said in this scenario, the G7 leaders finally wake up to the realization that Delta and Omicron arose from large unvaccinated populations in lower middle income countries, and they finally double efforts to vaccinate the entire world. Oh, and that ends it. The way that we ended polio. Wow. That is all for our show today. Our producers are Dina Kesba and Farrell Gibbs. And y'all, please, if you like our show, tell two friends. And if they don't know what a podcast is, sit down with them. Show them how to listen to one. Show them how to use that podcast app. We'll be back Monday. See you then. And now, since the pen, don't you laugh at me.